of discipleship for the BFC family. We just want to read four verses out of the book of Exodus today. Exodus 25.10 says, They shall make an ark of acacia wood. Exodus 25.23 says, You shall make a table of acacia wood. Exodus 25.31 says, You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. And then finally, Exodus 30, verse 1 says, You shall make an altar on which to burn incense. Four pieces of furniture that the Bible mentions. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about what furniture can teach us about prayer. Have you ever been taught a lesson by pieces of furniture? Furniture can tell us a lot about things if we have eyes to see beyond wood and fabric. I mean, think about it. We've all probably had the experience of being invited to supper at a friend's house. And maybe you've only known this person from church or work or school. You've never been in their home before. Don't you receive some insights into who they are the moment you walk into their living room? If the furniture is poorly cared for, if it's carelessly arranged, doesn't it tell you something about who your friend is? And what if the furniture is clean and well cared for? What if it's thoughtfully positioned in a way that makes sense? Don't you get some idea of the character of your friend? You know, you can learn a lot from furniture if you have an observant heart. Well, our lesson today invites us to learn from four pieces of furniture that God very carefully positioned in the tabernacle, an Old Testament meeting place of God and man. Our verses tell us that there were four pieces of furniture that were to be put in the tabernacle. The first one described is the Ark of the Covenant. It was to be skillfully made and covered with gold, the most precious metal God's people possessed. The Ark was to be positioned in the Holy of Holies, behind the curtain that represented the sky. In other words, the Ark was a representation of God the Father's throne and speaks to us about the first person of the Trinity, God the Father. Now, the second piece of furniture was the table of showbread. And it too was to be skillfully made and covered with gold. On it was placed sacred loaves of bread. And this bread was made without yeast to represent Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is the living bread without sin that came down from heaven to nourish the world. This table was placed in the holy place on the opposite side of the curtain behind which the Ark of the Covenant sat. The Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was, represents heaven. But the holy place, where the table of showbread is, is a picture of earth. The third piece of furniture was the golden lampstand. And it also was placed in the holy place, along with the table of showbread, on the earth side of the curtain. It, too, was made of gold, the highest metal of value. The book of Revelation pictures the Holy Spirit as seven lampstands before the throne of God. So it isn't a stretch to see that the lampstand in the tabernacle represents God the Spirit. The table of showbread was to be placed on the north wall of the holy place, and the golden lampstand was to be placed on the south wall of the room. So the picture that we have is this. These three pieces of representative furniture were arranged in the tabernacle, in a triangle. The Ark of the Covenant was to the west behind the curtain. The table of showbread was in front of the curtain on the north side. 
and the golden lampstand was to the south in front of the curtain. Now, when you think about it, it's an amazing picture of the Trinity, isn't it? God the Father ruling in heaven, Jesus and the Spirit working on earth. Now, what the fourth piece of furniture has to tell us is something else. It's the altar of incense. Now, observe carefully that this piece of furniture was also skillfully constructed and covered with gold. But it doesn't represent a member of the Godhead. What, then, is its meaning? The book of Revelation again gives us a clue. We're told that incense is going up before God, and that represents the prayers of the saints. You ever wondered where your prayers go to when you pray them? They go into God's presence. The placement of the altar of incense is significant. The altar of incense is placed right in the center of the holy triangle. On which side of the curtain is it, you ask? Well, that too is of interest. The text is unclear about whether the altar is on the outer side of the veil or on the inner side, and that's significant. Our prayers are offered on earth, but received in heaven, so it makes sense that the placement implies both places at the same time. Anything else we can learn from the furniture? Well, just one more thing. Our prayers go up to God on the strength of God's work in us in three different aspects. When we pray the scriptures, what the Bible calls praying in the Spirit, our wills reflect the will of God the Father for us. Our minds, as we pray scripture, echo the words of God spoken to us by Jesus, God's living word. And our hearts are enlightened and warmed by the Holy Spirit, God's indwelling gift to every believer. In other words, we are right in the midst of the Godhead, participating in some sense in all that God wills and speaks and desires when we pray. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty amazing. What a privilege prayer is. Through prayer, every saint enters the most astounding fullness of union with God, praying his heart and mind and will back to him as a sweet aroma, a beautiful incense, bringing pleasure to God. How important, then, is prayer? What a privilege, as the old song says, to carry everything to God in prayer. How significant is prayer in your life? Is it something you only do when times get tough? Or maybe it's just a daily routine done mostly out of habit and rarely with full intention. A kind of ritual, our Father who art in heaven, or now I lay me down to sleep. Is it just a practice that you exercise alone? Or have you learned the extraordinary value of coming to the throne of grace in the company of fellow believers? Is prayer a sideshow in your life? Or is it a main event? If it's anything less than central, you aren't thinking about it correctly. Let's pray. Father, thank you for reminding us through the furniture that was in the tabernacle that we have this extraordinary privilege of coming into your presence through prayer. Make us praying men and women and bless us, too, by making our church a true house of prayer. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us on Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. 
or our on-site services at 9 and 11 a.m. And we have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. And check out the App Store on your iPhone or the Play Store on your Android mobile device to download our BFC app. Search for BF Sebring to get your copy. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, prayer isn't a sideshow. It's central to our 